1: Welcome to my 408th ever show of all-around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is last night's scintillating game going down to the last play with the Seattle Seahawks, keeping Cam Newton and the Patriots out of the end zone on the final play. Uh, I don't think you can ask for anything more for an ending to a game than that. There was even a a moment for everyone to catch their breath in anticipation of the play, uh, and it just could not have been a more perfect uh, situation Uh, to get the juices flowing. I mean, Cam Newton, who's running like the old days, not to mention passing like the old days, the old days being 2015. Uh, You know, a couple times he looked unstoppable on runs near the goal line, but then again he was also stopped on a two-point conversion. So it wasn't automatic that he would, the Patriots with the ball at the one and... Three seconds to go, or maybe closer to the two, but whatever. Uh nothing Cam Newton typically can't do. And uh and you know, they flipped him out. They flipped him over. It's a fabulous play by uh the right side of the Seahawks line. Cam had gone a couple times to his left uh in the runs in the first couple of weeks, gone a little bit to his right. Actually had a play last night where he took one step as if he was going to run down near the goal line. And just threw a little pass that was a touchdown to the fullback. So, uh, it was really just, again, you know, uh, terrific, terrific way. Uh, and what was just a great game. Russell Wilson, he's unbelievable. Five touchdown passes, career high. Uh Cam Newton uh, passing like again 2015 as MVP Super Bowl year and bringing him down the field uh, when it looked like the you know Seahawks had control especially at the end great to see him hooking up with Julian Edelman uh, a la the Tom Brady days um, so it was just really really terrific stuff he was running, ran for first downs in addition to Goal line plays and touchdowns. It's just, uh, he, he's really, really fun to watch. So, most of all, he looks healthy. Uh, because it's the gigantic if. You know, if he's healthy is how every sentence begins with Cam Newton. And he sure looks healthy after two games. These two teams, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. It's turned into a rivalry between teams from different conferences and 3,000 miles away. Uh, We all remember the Super Bowl. We all remember the game, certainly I do, up in Foxborough that I was at a couple years ago, down to the last play, and Gronk was unable to come up with it in the end zone. Uh, Going back, uh, when Seattle kind of grew up as a team, I felt when they beat the Patriots in, I think, 2012. That was the uh, U Mad Bro game with Richard Sherman screaming at Tom Brady as he walked off the field at the end. So, good stuff, to say the least. Bottom line, here in the shadow of Gillette Stadium, uh, despite the ending, Patriot fans have a lot to like with what Cam Newton is doing It's really as upbeat an atmosphere as you could possibly see here in Boston the day after uh, what was, you know, an excruciating loss. Uh, You know, going down, losing on the last play of the game. But uh, Patriots look like they found a a quarterback, as long as he's healthy. (laughs) Um, And I'd say the mood up here in Boston, despite the loss, is pretty positive. Well, my bizarre story of the week was watching the Falcons not pounce on Cowboys kicker Jeff Zerline's crazy onside kick. Uh, The kicking team has the right to recover it before it goes 10 10 yards, unlike the team, the receiving team. And it was just a fitting end to one of the craziest games of the day. may prove out to be one of the craziest games of the year. Uh, tremendous Cowboys come back. They were the first ever team to come back. Or the Falcons were the first ever team to score 39 points, have zero turnovers, and not win the game. Uh, and again, the Cowboys, all credit to them for just hanging in there because they were just got, uh, were getting shellacked, certainly in the first quarter with turnovers and things like that. And uh, the Falcons racking it up. Well, my low light of the week is all the injuries yesterday to some really big names, starting with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I had the first overall pick in my fantasy draft this year. I, of course, chose Christian McCaffrey, who was on my team last year and basically single-handedly made it a good year for me. Uh, just saw as ESPN Sports Center come on with the noon Eastern edition. Uh, he is out for, quote, multiple weeks with the ankle injury. So uh, there goes my fantasy season. But anyway, that said, uh, other big names, starting especially the 49ers, they lost, uh, you know, they sustained injuries to Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback, Nick Bosa, the uh, all-world defensive lineman, Raheem Mostart, uh, the great running back who – Started off yesterday's game against the Jets with uh, with an eighty yard run. Solomon Thomas, another player for the Niners. Uh, so really tough day for the Niners. And George Kittle was already out of the game from an injury suffered in Week One. Drew Locke, quarterback of the uh, Broncos, went out early against the uh, against the Steelers. Who held on to beat him, but uh, Jeff Driscoll played well uh, coming off the bench. And also a low light uh, to James White, whose father was killed in a car accident uh, over the weekend. And his mother, last I heard, was in critical condition uh, down in Florida. I have covered uh, James White. Uh, he puts on a yearly charity event not this year of course, given the pandemic but uh, one of the most impressive athletes I've ever meet met friendly, easy to be around, runs a great foundation. it's a bowling event every September and I really missed it not occurring this year. He, he inherited it from Jared Mayo. so I've gone like ten years in a row right up the street from me and uh, and you saw the outpouring. Uh, from the NFL and beyond for James White, uh, outpouring of sympathy. So just a really very, very sad situation. Um, sticking, moving back to sports, the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, I have to get used to saying that one, uh, Open their new Allegiant Stadium tonight versus the Saints. I think the nickname of the stadium is Death Star. I saw both that stadium under construction as well as Sophie, the new Rams-Chargers stadium out in L.A., under construction last fall. Uh, And it looked amazing. It's all black, (laughs) appropriately so. So it was uh, terrific. And just before we close, shout-out to Anthony Davis for his game-winning three-pointer last night at the buzzer to beat the Nuggets. And to Bryson DeChambeau with a six-stroke victory at the U.S. Open at winged foot. He joins only Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods as uh, the NCAA champion, U.S. amateur champion, and now U.S. Open champion. Rare air for DeChambeau, of course, famously remade his body, put on some weight, and is now just uh, hitting the ball like, practically like we've never seen before with his drives uh, deep into the threes, if not the 400-yard mark. It's been amazing to watch, and now he has a major. So now, let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in.
0: Planning for college? Channel.
2: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
1: Wish America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today?
3: Doing fine, John. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: Well, thank you for joining us, as always, and uh, I just saw on ESPN, I had talked in the previous opening segment about uh, the low light of the week being all the injuries in the NFL, but I kind of missed the lead of maybe the most important injury or noteworthy, uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, whose career I followed very closely from Penn State. Uh He looks like he has a torn ACL. It looks like it's been confirmed. All the reports, of course, are coming in today. You know, it looks like Nick Bosa has a torn ACL. Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain. Christian McCaffrey out to miss multiple weeks. Geez AP, this is not the way we want the season to start in the NFL. Uh, There's a lot of concern about this season for obvious reasons. (laughs) COVID-19 to begin with. But boy, oh boy, we're talking some big names here
3: yeah that's not the way you want to start off the season with the top players being injured but John that's football and so you have an opportunity for other people to emerge uh, it's highly unlikely that you find that level of uh, player on your roster but uh, we'll see what happens but yeah it's f- football I mean one play yeah. you're out you're gone for a Correct. year for a lifetime
1: yeah exactly Um yeah, I mean, you know, I think everybody likes Saquon Barkley, um, generally speaking. I mean, he's fun to watch. He does yeah. things we don't see everybody do, such as hurdling players and uh, hurdling <laughs> right, defenders. Right. And, you know, uh, but boy, it, and Christian McCaffrey, same deal. Who doesn't like Christian McCaffrey? I mean, he's, you know, uh, yes. is a fantasy you know, dream, I think, last year in fantasy. He had the second most points in history behind LeBanian Tomlinson in fantasy history. But, yeah, <laughs> these are, again, and the the, the 49ers are just really uh, decimated right now. Nick Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostard, who started yesterday's game against the Jets with an 80-yard run on the first play of the game. And, of course, George <laughs> right. Kittle was knocked out last week, although it looks like he might come back next week. But, yeah, it's just, again, uh, sad. These are the biggest names in the game among them, and suddenly we're not going to get to see them.
3: So. Yeah, and you only have a, a certain shelf life for your career. Uh, is there any positive that comes from happening in the first game, John? I Correct. I guess if you give, give uh, the reserve player a time to get acclimated and improve throughout the entire season instead of being thrust into the starting position. But I, I don't know. If, you know, you could mention many more positives and, uh giving somebody experience.
1: Correct, correct. And a good example of that, AP, is, you know, Drew Locke, quarterback of the Broncos, who, uh, who the Broncos like. He went out with a... Shoulder injury uh, to his throwing shoulder, right shoulder, and Jeff Driscoll come in and, you know, he made it a game against an excellent Steelers defense. It went right down to the very end. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff Driscoll played for Florida, the Gators, is that right?
3: Florida, a top recruit. Matter of fact, I saw him play, John, in an all-star game in I think it was St. Petersburg, Florida, it was a dome. That I, think, I think it's where the, the Tampa the Bay Double Rays play.
1: Yeah, and, Tropicana. Uh, I
3: saw him play Tropicana, right? And J- David Oncline was in that game and some other players. And he ended up transferring. I think he played at Louisiana Tech finally.
1: Right, I remember he transferred. But he did have some time with the Gators, right?
3: Yes, yeah, it was original yeah. school. Big, six foot six. the next coming goes... A uh, former left-handed quarterback that won the Heisman there.
1: Yeah, well, he played well yesterday. Uh, I was impressed, and uh, yeah, so you, you just never know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah,
3: exactly, I, exactly. He, he's going to have his chance.
1: Yeah. Correct, and I, I was a witness from probably 20 yards away from my seat of the greatest chance ever given to any sports figure in history, which, of course, was Tom Brady, when Mo Lewis, a name we all remember and will always remember in New England, Mo Lewis, linebacker for the Jets, (laughs) hit Drew Pudsoe, it happened right in front of me, I was in the 11th row at the goal line, he was hit at around the 10, 15, uh, in the old stadium, where, you know, there wasn't a lot, uh, wasn't much room between the stands and the uh, sidelines, so. Never forget as long as I live, it happened, you know, just right in front of me. We all know the rest of the story. But, um, yeah, so anyway, this is, uh, again, this is really uh, sad to see so early in the season. But, AP, one thing that is not sad to see is uh, the SEC is returning this week. I have to believe everybody down south, is, especially where you are in Alabama, is just over the moon. The football is now less than a week away.
3: Over the moon and anything else in the, the uh, remaining galaxies, probably. Yeah, they're just <laughs> really excited correct. about uh, football uh, starting this Saturday. And we're going to get a chance to see these new offensive coordinators, particularly at Auburn, with Chad Morris. Uh, we'll get a chance to see who starts at quarterback for Georgia. Uh, we'll see if LSU can have some semblance of a team that compete in the SEC Western Division. We'll get a chance to find out if Texas A&M, this recruiting that's been, been going on the last number of years under Jimbo Fisher, the $75 million uh, coach. Uh, uh, so, And then we'll see if Mac Jones can take the helm full-time at Alabama and, and also see if Nick Saban inserts the modern-day star Brash Young at quarterback when the score is closed, or he's going to wait till there's some type of margin before he lets the young quarterback take a few snaps at Alabama, like he did with Tuatunga-Vailoa?
1: Wow. Yeah, that's uh, you know... A lot of questions to be answered, and they're going to start to be answered finally, uh, you know, a, a month or so late. Uh, nobody's complaining about that. There's almost something to be no. said for starting a little later. Maybe not this late, but a little later. You know, it's, uh kind of gets you into the football mood. Uh, up here in New England, you'll you respect this. You've lived up here, you know. College football on Labor Day weekend, uh, I'll I'll never not be happy to see it, but in the same light, certainly here in New England and many other places, uh, Labor Day is the end of summer. It's like summer as opposed to fall, which is football. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I won't say that. I wasn't watching games on Labor Day weekend in recent years, but, you know, I kind of don't mind. I always liked that the NFL started the week after Labor Day weekend. Um, typically the Thursday night, they would open the season the Thursday night, immediately following Labor Day, three days later. So anyway, uh, I'm just glad to see, uh, you know, that we're getting underway. I mean, and the SEC is just given its stature, the return of the SEC makes it feel like, you know, now college football is fully back. You know, we've seen some good good matchups you know Saturday night was uh Miami Louisville uh you know so we've seen a couple you know we've seen some good we've seen some really good games but you know now we get to see the really big names and uh and that's going to make it seem all the more real to say the least
3: oh yeah John and just some of those questions I brought up was not there's only a partial list, so you have Lane Kiffin beginning the new era at Ole Miss. Uh, Mike Leach uh, right. is a transfer quarterback from Stanford, so Mississippi State should have a passing game for once. It's, it's been quite a while since that's happened. Uh, you look at Arkansas, they're bringing in Sam Pittman as the head coach. He's an offensive lineman. Uh, that's his, his forte, so they're rebuilding from the bottom probably. Um, On the other side, you have Kentucky continuing their, uh, I think, uh, uh, rise in the SEC Eastern Division. I wouldn't take them lightly. They played Auburn the first game down on the Plains. Uh, They have the return of their quarterback, Trey Wilson. And then here's a little side twist that hasn't – I don't know if it's been established yet, but Kentucky, you know, Joey Gatewood was the quarterback at Auburn from Florida, and he didn't play that much uh, last season and ended up transferring to Kentucky – And he's been cleared by the NCAA, but he has yet to be cleared by the league office, the SEC. Maybe there's a gentleman's agreement uh, that's been in the wind that he won't play against Auburn, and they'll make him eligible.
1: Okay, uh, Joey Gatewood. Interesting name. And I remember a great receiver for Notre Dame back in like the 60s or 70s named Tom Gatewood. Any relation you happen to know?
3: You know, I don't know that. I think he's from Florida. I believe he's from Florida. And okay. uh but I know uh, Tom Gatewood, outstanding receiver, did things at Notre Dame. I mean he's unguardable and is in the college Hall of Fame, I believe, now. And then I think his grandson, didn't his grandson play for Boston College possibly? Or Quite plays possible. for Boston College now. Quite I'm possible. thinking how did he get away from Notre Dame? How does how does the legacy's grandson play for the opposite Catholic school?
1: <laughs> exactly. That is the question. Um well uh You know your SEC. Now now I feel knowledgeable and ready, more ready than I was five minutes ago for the SEC (laughs) debuting. They're all over TV. I already set up the DVR for a couple uh, games for taping uh, this Saturday, mostly SEC games. I mean, (laughs) you know, that's the thing about the SEC AP, you know, when I'm flipping channels, whatever, when I get to an SEC game or choosing when I'm going to DVR for the week for Saturday. You know, when I see an SEC game, I almost automatically just stop or tape it because I know it's going to be a good game, period. And that's the beauty, in my mind, of the SEC. But, you know, we have the uh, Bama, Alabama, team you cover, uh, and have for years going to Missouri to face, uh, face them in Columbia. And... I'm anxious to hear your thoughts, but why don't we take our first break and we'll listen to your thoughts uh, on the Bama game on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey,
2: Alexa play finding your frequency podcast on TuneIn. voice america presents a new kind of health awareness talk show the sharon kleina hour health environment and the power of water show host sharon kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world every show offers new information that could save your life the sharon kleina hour is health from an environmental perspective Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, aka Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, aka Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet including authors artists and athletes and that's just the a-list these celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be listen for the moment with chris epting wednesday at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to
0: All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Where's America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Ingoldsby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And, A.P., we closed out the previous segment uh, talking about the SEC returning to action this weekend. Very exciting, to say the least, especially where you're from, down there in Alabama. So the Tide is going to open against uh, Missouri out in Columbia, So I'm guessing the excitement's running pretty high down in uh, Alabama.
3: Yeah, I mean, Alabama football, the start of the season, people, they manipulate their weddings around uh, SEC football, births around SEC football, any celebration around SEC football. I mean, it's like a an insult if you you get a an, an invitation in the mail and it's, it's scheduled for the weekend of let's say the Alabama Tennessee game or something people they don't think too uh, kindly to that type of uh <laughs> disrespect <laughs> you know
1: I'm sure and on that note uh say, same in Pennsylvania I once got I uh, was attended a wedding the day of the Pitt Penn State game and it was uh Uh, basically the reception emptied out into the (laughs) bar that had TVs. (laughs) So it was ruined. There's no other way to say it. In the same light, uh, just sticking with the theme, not not football, but the 2004 Mm -hmm. World Series, Game 1, coming off the Red Sox, coming back from down 3-0 to beat the Yankees. Uh, I was at a wedding that night. It was a Saturday night opening in Fenway Park and uh, they wheeled in TVs into the reception and it was a huge, huge hit. <laughs> so uh good time was had by all. But anyway, I had, had to interject them there once you jogged my memory on that topic. Um, but yeah, AP, I, I hear you about, you, you know, the SEC football schedule rules of the South. What else can you say, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's. The nature of uh, this you know the situation here and it's been that way for a long time and now with the proliferation of all the communication people can't get enough Uh, they hear about their teams and the coaches and all the dynamics that goes on every week in the SEC
1: correct correct so what's the outlook for Alabama this year I'm sure it's good it's only a matter of how good
3: yeah, yeah, John, they'll be the favorite in the SEC because they have the most talent and, and Nick Saban's a proven winner because he can recruit and develop. I mean, that's what I say. He's the king of R&D, I, I believe, as good as anyone across the country. I mean, there may be people that are his equal, you know, Dabo Sweeney. Or Irvin Meyer probably knew his coaching, but uh, nobody surpasses him, I don't think. So yeah, Mac Jones is the quarterback position. He proved that he can play the position. He's capable, of, makes all the throws, has touch on the ball, poise in the pocket, accurate with his throws, can can make the long ball throw. Uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, really well liked by his uh, teammates. He's a good leader. Uh, he has the grasp of the offense and you know Najee Harris is I think poised to make a Heisman run although you have to probably favor Trevor Lawrence the quarterback of Clemson but Najee with 1215 yards can become the all-time leader at a school with Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry and Bobby Humphrey and Johnny Musso and and uh, all all types of fabulous running backs through the years right. uh so you know he has 10 games 10 league games and uh uh, I don't think anybody would um, second guess the fact that he's one of the best in the country. and He's proven that in his limited amount of time he's been on the field. But last year he was exceptional in the big games against LSU and Auburn and uh, he'll have his chance this year because there's 10 SEC games uh, uh, including Georgia um, down the road so he'll have his chance to have a Heisman moment that Saturday on national TV. Alabama's got Devante Smith, with a couple of 200-yard games at the wide receiver position, over 1,200 yards, All-American type. Jalen Waddle can, uh, you know, score touchdowns and warm-ups. I mean, he had four against Auburn. He could run a punt back, a kickoff, catch a pass, He'd do it on a reverse. I mean, he's very athletic, so he's an All-American kick returner, could be an All-American receiver. Uh, those are your options for Meg Jones. I mean, how could you not be productive? Offensive line with four returning starters, just need to replace one person at the right tackle position. They want to shift Evan Neal, the big six hundred, six seven, three hundred sixty pound athletic left guard, to the right tackle position. John, if you pull up a, vis, a video of Evan, he he leaps onto a, a stack of mats. I mean, six foot seven, three hundred sixty pounds. That's that's difficult for anybody. Uh, but at six foot seven, 360 pounds, will let you know that he can get out in space and block people. You know, tight end, they're solid. They're bringing in Kyle Tucker, a transfer from North Carolina, who, who will be an upgrade at blocking on the edge and receiving. Um, you know, the kicking game, well, Will Reichert was a highly recruited kicker, got hurt last year from the famed Hoover High School right there in Birmingham. Joseph Bolivar oh, yeah. returns. He has the power and just, it's all confidence with the kicker, Sean, right? It's all confidence. Sure. Uh, You know, defensively, you know, they got three guys. LeBron Ray returning from an injury, highly recruited out of the state of Alabama. DJ Dale was a starter as a freshman, got hurt as a nose guard, so he's returning. And then you have uh, Christian Barmore, an interesting player from Philadelphia, the Philadelphia area, John. A lot of intensity, the way he plays, six 6'5", 200 pounds. And so those three could determine the season because last year Alabama only had 32 sacks. You have to affect the quarterbacks in these big games, and they didn't do it enough. I mean, Auburn put on put 48 points on him and I think LSU had 45. And so you've got to be better defensively on the front line to, uh, you know, stop those quarterbacks from just sitting in the pocket because they're too accurate, too good. Linebackers, Dylan Moses, you know, he's been an All-American since second grade, right? I mean, he led the team in tackles two years ago with 86. Got hurt last year, didn't play. So they had to use two freshman linebackers. So Dylan will, will execute the calls and, uh, the top performers well. And then Will Anderson's of, an interesting freshman getting a lot of publicity early because he could be a that edge rusher that Alabama did not have last season. Cornerback Patrick Sertain, the second excellent player. Uh, the opposite cornerback, maybe possibly Josh Chauvin, has some experience, but he'll be tested early and often, I'm sure, and in a couple reserve safeties. And then the punter, uh, maybe Ty P. Ryan, who came in the middle of the season and had some booming kicks but dropped the ball against Auburn, was a critical mishap for them. But, you know, overall, Alabama's got the talent, offense, defense, special teams, whether they can execute effectively on the road at LSU, uh, beat Georgia at home, they host Auburn, uh, Texas A&M comes to town. So the schedule is pretty favorable for them, and they'll be favored in all the, all the games. Uh, but, John, that's why you play, because these other teams are talented. They recruit well, and they have high expectations. So, but Alabama should be the favorite to get to that SEC championship December 19th. In Atlanta.
1: Well, no surprise they are the favorite. They always are. Uh, not only the SEC favorite, but national champion favorite. They are always, always in the mix every year. What would a year be without Alabama being on the short list of uh, winning the national championship? And uh, well, that is a great report, AP. Now I'm really ready. Uh, I've already yeah. DVR'd the Alabama-Missouri game to watch. So now I'll be uh, well primed, as as will all of our listeners. And uh, yeah, I mean Mac Jones, you know, and uh, Waddle. I mean, I, I won't soon forget Waddle's performance. Uh, Jalen Waddle, right? Yes, correct. Jalen Waddle from, from four touchdowns Houston, Texas, yes. From Houston,
3: around the Houston area. Thirty-seven yeah, inch vertical. He caught eighty-seven. He he scored a touch uh, touchdown eighty-seven percent of the time. He touched the football as a junior.
1: That's amazing. That's like remarkable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because the NFL just put out a uh, news release as they do every year around this time. Uh, the most players in the NFL come now from Houston, no longer Florida uh, as a state. <laughs> So, I got the feeling Jalen Waddle is going to be adding to that list, right? I think so. Yeah. i no give him a chance. It's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it just, again, a uh, total game breaker. Uh, again, that game against Auburn was one of the top performances by any college player of the year, period. Uh, so, uh Wow and Mac Jones was a quarterback last year for the Tide so um for a large portion of it so they've already got a connection going right
3: oh yes yeah Mac Jones I, I like Mac Mac uh, Jones ver, uh, very much uh, because of his leadership and his the way he plays the position of quarterback and he's a stand-up person, comes out after every game, addresses the media, good, bad, or indifferent. I mean, he's out there and taking the questions. I mean, I, I, that speaks well of his character. And You know, football is a game where you're tested quite a bit, and you're going to have some adversity. And I, I have confidence in Mac. If something goes wrong, he's going to come back strong, which he did. Which he did right. against uh, Auburn when he had the mistakes.
1: No doubt about it. That was uh, just another great Auburn alabama game Uh, you can go to the bank with those games typically being uh fantastic games of the year candidates you're in you're out to say the least uh well ap uh we're here at the end of our second segment together so why don't we take our last break of the show still a few more things to get to on the other side
0: And discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays
2: at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com.
0: You are listening
2: to All Around
0: Sports with your host John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788, or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studdham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Celtics-Miami Heat, Game 4, this Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, The series has been uh, fabulous. The first three games, Heat comebacks to win Game 1 and 2, and in a total gut-check game on Saturday night, the Celtics uh, showed up and and won Uh, in every game. The Celtics have given up... Uh, pretty big leads, as they did so the other night, but at least this time they were able to hold on. So game four will be a uh, a real telltale game and should be fun to watch. But also, uh, another event of appointment viewing is playing in simply tonight's opening of Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, where the Las Vegas Raiders, have to get used to saying that one, AP, where the Las Vegas Raiders will... uh, host the New Orleans Saints so it's a good game good, you know certainly always fun to see the Saints and AP I saw this uh you know this stadium under construction last fall when I was in Vegas as well as a uh, week, week later or so I got to see it again or got to see SoFi Field out there in LA so this stadium in Las Vegas it's all black I think it has the nickname of the Death Star. Totally befitting the Raiders, it's a dome, and should be fun, AP. Appointment television.
3: Oh, yeah, I wish I could be there. It'd be great. Yeah, and well. there's always, the, the Raiders you have to have some something referencing death. I mean, it's appropriate, right?
1: It's just perfect. And AP, breaking news, as we suspected, Saquon Barkley out for the season with a torn ACL. That is a bummer, and well, that's that a is. real bummer. That's a loss for the NFL, period, and for all, and all of its fans, including us, period. And oh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey is out for a month uh, with the ankle, and these reports are going to keep coming in all day from yesterday's injuries. But Saquon Barkley out for the year. That is sad, sad news, to say the least.
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it sure. Sure, is to see those top players injured, and but that's the nature of football, John. There's, I don't know how you can overcome those things. I I don't think there's a there's a way. I just don't.
1: No, no, I don't think there is either. Uh, An AP. Speaking of football, last night uh, I opened the show with the Patriots Seahawks epic game and ending. Uh, You've covered Cam Newton, and I'm uh, uh, very anxious to hear your thoughts on both last night's game and his overall start to the season because you know him well.
3: Yeah, John, I thought he, he played exceptional, especially with his passing. I mean, what was it, close to 400 if it wasn't 400? And yes. uh, he, he was accurate with the long ball and uh, Edelman, with the receiver. They, people can seem to guard him for some, for some reason, John.
1: I mean, he's not
3: the biggest person. Yeah, he's not the biggest per- player of course. He's not the fastest, but he gets open and he's reliable and he's, you know, confident and he's a money player. He, he makes those catches.
1: Well, plus last night was a little bit unusual. Uh was, you know, he he was catching deep balls. <laughs> game game-changing yeah. game yeah. deep balls. Uh not that he hasn't done it before, but, you know, I think, you know, we, we think Edelman, you know, like they said on the broadcast itself, you know, he kind of owns the middle of the field in those uh, shorter routes. But, yeah, it, it looks like he and Cam have a bit of a connection. And that's good. That's what we all want to see. Uh, so it was nice to see Edelman thriving. Um, you oh, know, yeah, absolutely. A different quarterback.
3: Oh, yeah yeah and, and John at the end of the game you know where they had the, the where they have a couple yards for the touchdown Two I backs. think you knew cam was getting the ball and yep. uh, every you know the entire world knew he was getting the football so of course. I think that becomes a little bit of a trap for you even though he's a tremendous physical talent he's, he's huge when you, when you're standing next to him 6'5", 250 I mean he and you could call the perfect defense and as you saw last night they did sometime but you have to get him to the ground well, they had such a push up front. There was no way he's getting, he didn't even sniff the end zone last night. So I think I'm that, close. Was you know, you know the, the, between his ego and, and thinking he can run over anybody and maybe the coaches who are calling the plays, I think down the road, they'll take a lesson from that one play. That, uh, although it might seem like the best option, at the end of the game when everyone knows he's running straight up the middle. Uh, I think there's quite a few defenses that could stop him if, if all those facts are and figures are known.
1: Well, last night was a blueprint because they flipped him, flipped him upside down like a somersault. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like pretty it difficult. Was over, to flip
3: a It was six, over in a hurry. Yeah. There
1: was no like. <laughs> they didn't need to review it. Put it that no. way.
3: <laughs> no, no reviews <laughs> yeah. necessary. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's pretty difficult, John, to flip a guy six or five, two fifty, in the air like that.
1: Exactly right, and all credit to the Seahawks for doing that. You know, it, it's it's tricky, you know. Uh, nobody's questioning the play call. He did it a couple times yes. earlier, and when he does it, it looks automatic. Like, you can't stop it yes. in the same light. They stopped it on a two-point play earlier in the game, so nothing's automatic. Right. I, I think we lear- I think that's no. what I learned last night. Um, yes, yes. Nothing's automatic, but boy, uh yeah, nobody up here is questioning the call at all. Nobody. Not one person in New England. Is, and people are pretty upbeat AP. They 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 think yeah. uh we've hit the jackpot again with another superstar quarterback. So uh, so it's good to see, you know, I he he's a fascinating figure, to say the least. And again, I know you've always liked him and uh glad glad you're liking what you're seeing, AP.
3: Yeah, he's the best, uh, he, he was the best one-year college football player I've ever seen until so Joe Burrow last year with that 60 touch, touchdown passes.
1: Right. Yeah. And that says it all right there, AP, uh, to put it mildly. So for you to say that about Cam Newton is, uh, you, you know, significant as to his talents, his unique talents. Well, AP, I just want to thank you for calling in, as always, giving us your perspective, especially on the Alabama team and as they prepare to uh, as they open their season this Saturday up in Columbia against Missouri. And uh, here we go, SEC. So it's going to be fun.
3: Hey, thank you, John. It's always my pleasure. Look forward to next week.
1: Thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon,